right, Lance Trippett, second degree black belt. He's been helping me and a lot of school owners around the country uh, get through this pandemic, and he's been doing it. Been, you've been helping uh, school owners for how long now? Uh, we started, uh, I guess, back in the spring of last year, we started just kind of like people under our association we were helping. Uh, and then um, back in August, September, um, we started kind of spreading out a little bit more to some people that needed it, like uh, Samir Chantry and a couple, uh-huh. of the other, a couple of the other guys. Um, and then that, that's kind of when it kicked it off that we kind of said, all right, we'll open it up to everybody. Nice. And it's called MMA Secrets, correct? Uh, MMA Studio Secrets. Yeah. Secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm bad with names. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I've been like, I'm always like trying to like see what's out there and like, you know, stay, stay current and things like that. And like, I kind of looked around and, you know, like there was a, it was a gym launch and there were different, different kind of, um, you know, they're, they're, they're good. Like they're good yep. um, sales and marketing kind of things. But uh, what I really like, and, liked about you was uh it was very like it was martial arts you know yeah and and done you know which is my background and yours you know second degree black belt so so you know you understood like our 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 you know our demographic right yeah i think uh like you said like a lot of the companies um come from that fitness background so selling fitness i think is a lot easier than selling martial arts and especially a lot easier than jujitsu um you know i think jujitsu definitely takes the the right person uh, to kind of get into it. And, you know, obviously we want to open that market up to as many people as possible, but um, I think it definitely is a little harder to market and a little bit harder to sell. Uh, so, you know, we just try to figure out some ways that that worked really well for it and uh, that, you know, we could kind of help some people do that with. Yeah. How did you, how did you get into, how did you get into marketing? Is that, is that your background? No. So I like, I was an electrician for 10 years. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I was doing electrical work and then I, uh, we, one of my partners, Kai and I opened up the business, the, the gym. Uh, so, um, you know, just literally every day at, at work, you know, I'd be doing electric work with podcast on or, you know, reading books and stuff like that. And then I just started investing more into courses and masterminds and all that kind of stuff to get as much knowledge as I could. Um, and then, you know, just slowly started figuring it out. Um, and then, like I said, with some help from, from other people, just kind of put it all together. Nice. Yeah. For me, like, you know, obviously I was, I was looking around, but what, what was the, what made me kind of finally do it was two, two, like, well, two, two guys I used to train with one of my black belts, actually, they, they called me, not that they called me to do that, but we just happened to just chit chat. Yeah. Two people mentioned you the same day. Yeah, and so after the second one, I was like, you know what, we'll just, uh, you know, I talked to Jonathan and, you know, I was like, let's nice. do it, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, the, the the stuff works really well and, you know, we try to be as helpful as possible. You yeah. know, a lot of courses and a lot of things, it's kind of like, hey, here's the information, like, run with it, you know, do do what you can. Um, and then there's not a lot of, like, follow-up help. And, you know, we just try to, I kind of take it as the same thing. Like, most martial artists, jujitsu guys aren't marketers, aren't, uh, you know, click funnels experts or anything like that. So it's like, I know people need help. So we just try to, you know, go above and beyond and, and, you know, do as much help as we can for people. Yeah, for sure. You guys are always like available. And like, I appreciate that, you know, you really yeah. want to succeed, you know, like for me just to be a part of something, like I really have to feel the integrity and it's authentic, you know? And so I can't like sell something that I don't really believe yeah. in. And so like, you guys do a great job with that, you know? So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Um, so like we're in a we're in a different world right now, right? Everything's uh, totally. we're online. It's like uh, un, uh, untried waters, right? Yeah. 
so you know of course things were online already and before but now with the pandemic we're we're only online right yeah um where do you see things going uh um, you know i've been i've been pushing people to sell for like you know march 15th or whatever like whenever this stuff started i was like you guys better start selling because you know like things are definitely going to get scary um and then when stuff got shut down same thing i was like you guys you got to sell because you know, I saw a lot of people bleeding really fast, you know, like, man, 30 people already froze. Like, what's going on? What can I do? Um, so I took a lot of heat early because I was kind of like, hey, you guys got to sell this stuff. And a lot of people on Facebook and Instagram are like blasting me like, oh, you can't sell jujitsu. Like, you know, who are you? You're not Marcelo Garcia, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, like what I was trying to like get across is like, man, like, yeah, like I'm a jujitsu guy. I'm not going to buy, uh, you know your product, you're not going to buy my product as like jujitsu wise, but like there's a thousand people in your area that have never done martial arts before. Uh -huh. And it's like, you need to get, those are the people that you're trying to sell to. Uh -huh. Yeah. Like if you're a blue belt, black belt, brown belt, whatever, you're going to probably go get one of those, you know, uh, you know, Marcelo courses, Keenan courses, whatever. Um, and that's where you'll do your studying. But for somebody that's never tried it, you got to think there's a lot of a lot of uh, people that are scared to come into a jujitsu MMA gym, right? Like, uh -huh. you know, like they, they've always wanted to do jujitsu. Maybe they didn't have the confidence to walk in. Like, this is a really easy way for them to just like pick up the phone. Like, oh yeah, like, cool. I want to try it. Um, so that was kind of my thing. It was like, you're not selling to like blue belts and brown belts. You're selling to people that have never done it. And right. I just, I feel there's a really big market for that. And not only that, it's like, you know, people enjoy it and, and you're really kind of helping people. Um, yeah. And then that same same with our kids program, you know, we just we started advertising that kids program and uh, same thing. There's a lot of kids that were going to school all the time, didn't have time to jump on the mats, like doing other sports. All that stuff's gone. So it's like you might as well introduce them to the to the martial arts and, and into that world a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of benefits, you know, obviously we all love jujitsu. We love to roll and like, you know, everybody wants to go do a technique and then it's like, Hey, when, when can we roll? But uh, you know, I think there's a lot of benefits to martial arts outside of rolling and sparring and MMA and stuff like that. And it's like, man, just like show them that lifestyle that we have and the, and the healthy aspects of, of martial arts and self-confidence. And that's the kind of stuff I think that you can, you can relay that over um, a zoom call or something like that, like a class. 100%. I never thought I would be teaching. I'm doing more like I, I've been involved with this, this tactic system, which gives you definitely the components of jujitsu. Yeah. But I never thought I'd be teaching like this uh, online, you know, <laughs> but uh, it's rewarding, you know, when you're able to help people, you know, yeah. I'm getting, I'm getting the good feelings. And, you know, if the, the intent is the same and you're able to get results, like, yeah do it, that's know? the thing like we have like there are like kids you know my, my school's conquest and we have like our kids mm -hmm. little conquest kids group uh like on facebook and i mean it's like you know 20 30 posts a day with yeah. like you know because we have these little like activities for them to do so they're like washing the dishes and the parents are taking pictures of them and everybody's like oh yeah good job awesome. so it's just like it builds that engagement and that that fun for the kids they they think they're like instagram stars now and <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's pretty cool Cool, very cool, man. How did you get? How did you get involved in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu? What's your What's your, your story? Uh, so uh, I started out kind of like boxing, kickboxing a little bit, um, and then I moved to Colorado. Uh, okay. My dad, and my granddad, both kind of box and kick, or my they both boxed. Okay. Um, and then I moved to Colorado, and um, so I had done boxing a little bit as a kid, 
And then when I moved to Colorado, I, I met some people, started training Kempo Karate. Um, and then one of the guys that was doing the Kempo in the Kempo circle was a judo black belt. So then uh, his name is like Don Martinez. He's, he's out in Colorado still. Okay. But um, we, I started doing like the jujitsu and judo with him. And then from there we, we were like, Oh, let's, let's fight. So then we got some fights and started doing the MMA stuff. Uh, so that's kind of where it all, all started back in like 90, 95, 97 timeframe. Oh, okay. Yeah, 95, so, 97, huh? Yeah. So I was doing like, uh, like, uh, you know, MMA, it was, NHB back then, but yeah. um, so you know we were doing the um, different circuits around like uh, Colorado and South Dakota and stuff like that um, in like early two thousands. Fight? Did you did you fight MMA? You yeah, I did three fights. Yep. Okay. So um, did okay. I was uh, I was bartending at the time uh, mm -hmm. in Aspen, which is a pretty ritzy place, and like I would make pretty good money bartending. Uh -huh. um, and like my last fight, I like, broke my hand and I broke my foot. And then I was like out of work for, you know, a couple of weeks. And I was kind of like, man, I just made like $300 in a fight and I'm out of work for like three weeks. And I lost like, you know, 1500 bucks or whatever it was. I was like, this is kind of mm -hmm. silly. Um, so I got out of it for like four or five years. Um, and then I ended up kind of moving back to Maryland uh, and then got back into just- Did you live in Aspen the whole time or did you live in Denver? No, I lived in Aspen. That was kind of the okay. other thing. There wasn't a lot of training. Like I was like- five hours from anywhere that had a, a real kind of gym. So uh, how far is Durango from, uh, from Aspen? About five, six hours. Okay. Uh, and then in the winter you have to even, there's a couple kind of back roads in the summer you can get to, but yeah. Durango, you have to go around in the, in the winter time. Cause all the roads are closed. Um, that's actually where my very first fight was in Durango. And one of my buddies lived down there. And that's, that's kind of, uh, that was back in the day, man. Wow. <laughs> wow that's crazy. One of my best friends is uh, Amal Easton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he, he has a bunch of, obviously, schools. and Yeah, he's all over Denver. Yeah, all, all over Colorado, right? Really? Yeah. And, like, well, Denver, Boulder, you know. Um, yeah, he's a Henzo guy, right? Henzo uh, Gracie Blackbelt. Yeah. Yeah, he was, like, my big brother. He He's the one who took me down to Brazil oh, back, nice. in the, back in those days, actually, in the, in the 90s, mid-90s and stuff. That's cool. So, yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of history, man, in Colorado. And, I mean, even New Mexico, like, those areas you know i mean that's where i'm from i'm originally from new mexico oh so you probably you know the name floyd sword of course he's my friend yeah he's uh, okay yeah so he, he trained with so me we can train together mm -hmm. so we uh so four as corners, the MMA, team four corners joy really senor all those uh who else came out of there i mean those are the it's him and uh joey yeah so he um uh so the durango fight that i was on was is it in durango or whatever uh so he was on that fight i'm pretty sure he was on that fight there was a, actually that fight was crazy. It was like uh, Floyd Sword, uh, Nate Marcourt, um, Pat Smith, myself. Mm. Uh, uh, shoot, um, heavyweight. Um, he was. A, I think he ended up being UFC champion too. Um, shoot, I can't think of who it was. Uh, and, and heavyweight. Uh, yeah, heavyweight. Um, I can't think of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, there was a ton of people on that card. Yeah. Uh, and then. Floyd actually, we, so we started, my buddy Donnie that I was saying, we started promoting some fights in Aspen. We called it Aspen Slammer. We did like two or three. And then Donnie started doing some on the front range of, of Colorado there, Denver area. Mm. And uh, Floyd actually came to Aspen and did a, did a fight with us in Aspen. Crazy, huh? Floyd's been all over the place. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, you know? He was, that's crazy. Back, I mean, that's, those, are, those are the mid-90s? 
Is that? The, uh, it was uh, probably 2000. 2000, I came back. I moved back from Brazil in 2000. So I okay. met I met Floyd, you know, shortly after, probably like 2000, 2001. Yep. Was yeah, like, it was probably right in that like 99, uh, 2000 time frame. That's crazy. Floyd Sword. That's crazy. Not a lot of people. Let's see. Yeah. yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne Ludwig, he, his first yeah. MMA fight he did with us at the Aspen Slammer. Oh, okay. Aspen <laughs> Slammer, huh? Yeah, so we did two or three. I can't. Remember. I think it was two, and then one got one got canceled. But yeah, we did. Uh, and it was like, man, we had like this whole gymnasium set up, and like the last minute, the the county like shut us down. So then my buddy was like an Elks member, so we moved everything up to the Elks Club and just put mats down, and they fought in there. It was crazy. Do you remember the Boss Rutten Invitational that they yep. had? Yeah. It was the original, original, yeah, fights. It seems like you know. Yeah, that's where like Pat Smith and those guys got their their name from. Wayne, right? Name Marquardt, right? That's how they came up, and yeah. then uh, and then uh, then they ring of fire. I don't know if you, if you had moved yeah. back by then. Yeah, that was all. De- that was all front range Denver stuff. Yeah, Sven Bean. I did it. I did a fight <laughs> one time up there. That's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. And so, how did you? So you, you said you promoted a couple of fights. Yep. So how yeah. did where where do you where does this uh, business sense come from? Man, I don't know. I've been I've been doing shit forever. Like I had like uh, the East Coast, we have like the snowball stands, um, kind of like Hawaiian ice or whatever. Um, but like you know, I was like 15, 13 years. It was before I drove, so probably 15 years old, 14 years old. Like I saved my money up. I bought a snowball machine and I, I bought some flavors. I had my little snowball stand set up. You know, I'd sell candy at the middle school. I don't know. I always did little hustles here and there. Um, so. Just, just something I was kind of like, I saw things and I was like, man, there's like, a, there's a void there. Like I could probably fill that somehow. Cool. So, so how'd you become an electrician? Uh, so when I moved back from Colorado, I originally moved back for, uh, to open a business with my dad. We opened up a, a home improvement business, doing some home improvement for a while. Then the, the 2008 kind of housing crash happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the business kind of tanked a little bit. Uh, my wife was in school at the time. So I was like, man, I need a steady job. And, and my dad knew some uh, electrical people and he said, Hey, can you get my son a job and got a job there and just started going, did that for like eight, 10 years, something like that till like eight till to 10 gym years. started taking off. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I guess it was about eight years. I did that. Um, then the gym, the, the whole time we were kind of running the gym on the side. And then that was when it, I had it, was, always really- called, it was always called conquest. Yep. So it was, uh, we originally were like BJJ Conquest, mm. and then we kind of changed it out to uh, Conquest Martial Arts. Um, that's kind of okay. where we are now. But uh, yeah, so kind of, I had I had a cool boss that was the electrical guy, who's a friend, kind of, and I was like, hey man, this gym thing's kind of doing good. Do you care if I go like three days a week? And he's like, yeah, whatever, dude, it's cool. So then I started doing like three days a week electrical, and the rest I'd spend at the gym. And then I was like, hey, man, I'm going to take two days a week. Cool. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. And then eventually I was like, hey, I'm, I'm done. Is that all right? He's like, yeah, that's awesome, man. Congratulations. So then from there, just like we just kind of took off at that point. Nice, man. Did you ever, did you ever go to Brazil? Yeah, I've been a couple of times. I actually went in, when was it, I guess, September, October last year. Mm. Um, oh, last year. Yeah, last year. Mm. Uh, I guess it was around October. Um, we went for eight days, something like that. Okay. Um, and then we went uh, uh, four years ago, three, four years ago before that. Okay. We usually go, so uh, Vicente's from uh, 
Maceo. So he's originally from Sao Paulo, but moved to Maceo, uh, which is like Northeast Brazil. Um, so we, that's kind of where he got his name and won all his stuff and has a lot of affiliates and stuff there. Mm. So we always go there and kind of uh, do a vacation. What, what, what state is that? Uh, Alagos. Alagos, okay. I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah, so that, that's up there, Northeast Brazil. Um, so yeah, so we get, we go there and he does some seminars and, you know, we'll work with, uh, with some business owners down there and stuff like that, kind of help them with their, with their schools. Um, a lot of them kind of have gyms running out of other, you know, um, uh, regular gymnasiums and things mm. like that. So a lot of them don't have real businesses. They kind of just like, uh, sublease and things like that. So we mm. try to help them with any business practices and stuff that they can do. Mm. How did you meet uh, Vincente Jr., your professor? So my uh, my business partner, we were at a tournament in Baltimore, Maryland. That's where we are. Um, and uh, we call him VJ. So VJ was there. Um, he was like the head referee for the good fight, which is, uh, you know, a little tournament on the East Coast here. Um, so one of uh, my partner's dad was there and he was he's like a talker. So he's talking to everybody and um, started talking to VJ's wife, Anna. And she's like, oh, like. My husband's really good at jujitsu, and like you should have him come down. He'll come down and do a free class for you. And we're like, oh, okay, cool, cool, yeah, whatever. So we like invite him down. We're like, yeah, this guy says he's good at jujitsu. Whatever, we'll see. Come down, like smashed everybody. He's like 140 pounds, you know, just like destroying like 215 pound brown belts or whatever. And we're like, ah, oh, man, this guy is pretty good. This was you know 10 years ago. Oh. Um, so then we we he was in Delaware at the time, uh, and we were we were in Maryland. So. It was kind of like, hey, do you want to come down and teach, you know, teach a class or two? And he'd come down once, once a month at first. And then it was like, hey, come down once a week and then two times a week. And then we're like, hey, dude, just move down here. We're like, we'll hook you up. We'll get you a house and stuff. Mm. So he ended up moving down. And, and then uh, as the business grew, um, we kind of partnered up on, on the, the business side of things. Nice. What brought him to what brought him to Delaware? Or how did how that so happen? he got uh, he got in, invited from another academy owner to kind of come and, and teach and run like the academy. Uh, uh, and then I think that guy ran into some problems and was kind of like, hey, you're on your own. Uh, so then he found another academy that he was teaching at. Um, and then that was like a karate uh, kind of gym. And they they were like real focused on karate. So they didn't do much of the jujitsu promotion. Um, so then as we started to grow and, and stuff like that, he's like, man, you guys love jujitsu. Like, I like hanging out with you guys and, and training and stuff. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll definitely come down there. And then they kind of like separated the guy basically shut the jujitsu program down. And then that's when he was like, I got to I got to make a switch. I got to do something. Nice. nice. Yeah. Great. The years go by, huh? That was 10 years, 10 years yeah, ago. That was probably about 10. And I think we met. Uh, so we've been in business 11 years. Um, so yeah, it was probably about, and we had been, you know, maybe six, eight months before he started coming around. So yeah, about 10, 10, 11 years. Crazy. It's cool. Time goes by. Um, we're, we're in this COVID-19 situation, right? Yeah. Crazy <laughs> shit. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, you know, let's say you have a partner, right? A buddy, a grappling buddy. It's kind of hard to, you know, to do like, so, so you know, jujitsu drills, right? Yeah. Doing a lot, a lot of solo and like kind of fitness things, right? Yeah, exactly. what do you see what do you see happening you know when we open up again yeah like i you know i've been uh i don't think people will be able to at least you know like i mean people are going to do what they're going to do but i think if you're going to you know i i try to run a 
a business like a business and, and treat it with correct rules and, yeah. and things like that. So like I try to go by the laws and we have the licenses that we need. So yeah. for me, it's like, this is my livelihood. So it's probably, you know, I don't see people being able to train jujitsu together um, for, you know, a few months at least. Um, we're, we still haven't even got word of like when we'll make it into the, the phasing sequences that they have. So, uh, you know, I think it's going to be, you know, three to six months that people are not going to be able to train at least the way we're normally training. Like, like you said, maybe we can have people come in and do solo drills and stuff like that. But as far as contact, and I said, like I said, man, people are going to do what they're going to do probably. But as far as like a legal aspect and business aspect, like I, I think it's, there's a lot of liability if you let people do that and someone gets sick or if somebody gets infected and then they infect some other people, I, you know, who knows what can happen at this point. Um, so I definitely think jujitsu is going to have the hardest, you know, jujitsu MMA kind of thing is going to have the hardest uh, comeback from this. Um, judo, all of those kind of like close combat kind of things. I mean, what's going to happen? Like, like if you're a wrestler, like your whole, like you, you have, you're, you're in a family of generation of wrestlers. There's no more wrestling for, I mean, for, you know, for this Not year. in the next six months. I mean, maybe if you're living with them, you wrestle and train and stuff like that. Or, you know, I don't know. Hopefully they come out with some of these like antibody tests and figure out if people are, have been affected or if they haven't. And I went, I went to a, a doctor, so I don't know. <laughs> I went to a place here in LA um, and they do the antibody testing, right? And they said a third of the people, it's, you know, it, it's like probably upper middle class, like wealthy people kind of go to this place, I think. And they said a third of the people that have gone in there have tested that positive for the, the antibody. So they've had it. Huh. So started getting symptoms like November, December, yeah. you know, January, you know. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what to think. Like hospitals here, like, I mean, from what I hear, I, I don't know. I'm not in the hospital, but everybody yeah. that I know, and I, I know a lot of people. They said like, you know, it's, it's, there's not, there's, it's kind of empty, you know, all the hospitals are pretty much empty, you yeah. know, as far as COVID-19 patients, that's, you know, that's for sure, you know. No, and I think it's, I think it's the same everywhere. I mean, I know Maryland just got like all these tests. So now our numbers are kind of continually going up, but, um, you know, so I don't know how they're going to really strategize that and when they're going to say people can open up or not. Um, I, you know, one of our guys, Kenny Kim, he's down in uh, Atlanta mm. and, uh, and I think he, he got noticed today that, you know, cause he was, he made a post like, Hey, when are we going to be able to open up? Cause George is kind of like in the process of opening things back up. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think he got a letter back today that was kind of like, man, you can't really have jujitsu stuff until phase two. And then even at that, I think it's still like social distancing and the amount of people and all that kind of thing. So, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Add, like, one, you know. Phase one, they said gyms and like hair salons and those kinds of things. Yeah, and I, I think they're kind of putting martial arts as like group activity, which I, and I think, and he would be better to tell, but I think basically it's probably like solo equipment, no group kind of classes, like that kind of stuff. But again, I'm kind of shooting from the hip. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Huh? Well, I guess we'll have to see. I mean, just like yeah. the, every every day, every week kind of changes, like. You're like oh, what's gonna happen? I don't know. <laughs> you know, depends with the mayor, depends with the governor, right? Yep. That kind of says, you know, at this at this point. Yeah, and I think know. you know you have your federal law, and then the the you know the state law, and then the state is gonna drop down to the counties or you know different areas like that. So, 
yeah, I think, you know, everyone's going to be in a different spot. But I do think it's going to take a little while for jiu-jitsu to recover, at least as far as, like, you know, just normal training and things like that. You know, and I think, you know, and the other thing that I kind of have been saying for a while is that even just say tomorrow we get to be opened up and they say jiu-jitsu is fine, you know, you can do whatever training. Um, there's still going to be a lot of people that are that are nervous to come in, maybe have elderly people. Parents aren't going to want to bring their kids in right yeah. away. So I don't – I think it's going to be a very big shock when doors do open up and people don't flood in. Like, it's going to be a slow migration in is the way I kind of feel about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of why I'm like, man, you got to – you're going to have to be ready for the long, long haul here. So what's the, what's the solution to uh, for the long haul for your success? I, I think you got to sell online. Um, I think you have to be selling our product online. Not a product, but the service. Um, whether it's, you know, martial arts, um, fitness, kids, something like that, some kind of thing that you can put people into a program and then start to, um, you know, put the kid in the, you know, like our little six week program that we have for our kids. And then you sell them into the gray belt program. And even if it's all online, you just say like we have an online program now and that's what it is. And if your kid's enjoying it, kind of keep going with it. Um, same with the fitness stuff, same with the fitness, kickboxing, jujitsu, all of it. You just gotta, you gotta pivot and you gotta, you gotta roll with it. (laughs) Like, um, I think a lot of people are kind of sitting back, hoping that this thing is going to go away, sitting back, like waiting for money to come in from the feds and stuff like that. And maybe it comes, maybe it doesn't, but, um, man, I'm a fighter. Like I want to, I'm going to go out there and fight and, I'm going to scratch and claw my way and try to try to sell some memberships and try to sell some stuff to like, you know, promote the business that I have. So if nothing else, I'll use that online access as a way to get people comfortable with our stuff. And then when we do open up now, we can bring them into the, into the uh, brick and mortar kind of place. Yeah. That's been my, uh, my, 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 my thought process basically, you know, like just getting, getting comfortable with this, this platform of online training yeah. Like I told you, I never thought I'd be doing, you know, but <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I do it six days a week and all my coaches are doing it. All the professors here at the gym and man, we're having fun, you know? Yeah. And, uh, man, I want to help our community. I got into this to help people be, be better, you know, be, you know, it's, I know what it's done for me. So I want to, I want to, I want to spread that, spread that. Right. Yeah. It's just, a, it's another way, right. It doesn't, you know, jujitsu is in a lot jujitsu is in the mind. Jiu-jitsu, there's a lot of ways to practice jujitsu, right. That's uh, for it. sure for sure i think like you have to move you have to move <laughs> you have to stay healthy right uh stay off of the news yeah uh, and not uh, not get sucked into like that fear fear mentality um yeah. and Absolutely. worried you know that's definitely not the way so i just try to that, that's my that's my intent i just try to uh you know be a good place for the community right to support support people yeah and that's you know that's the same kind of thing with the with the business businesses that I help like with the, with the gyms and stuff it's like you know I, I I look at martial arts as like a really honorable thing man like I think I think a lot of academy owners are struggling they're grinding every day um, and what we do is actually like really noble um, you know you're, you're building confidence for people you're building self self uh, confidence and, and self-control you know you're you're giving the, those kids that that confidence to just go out into the, into the world and into the schools, um, kind of stand up to bullies and then all of the, the healthy lifestyles and stuff like that, that we promote. You know, I just think 
what we do is is an honorable thing and you know most academy owners are not millionaires and super rich or anything like that so it's like man like i just want to help those academy owners kind of push forward and, and make it through this obviously because i don't want to ever want to see anybody's business you know close or, or kind of you know bankrupt or any of that kind of stuff um so that that's the same feeling that you have towards that community and i have towards my community here um but also just overall community of, of martial arts instructors i just feel that you know we we should be on a higher level um and and i think we can get there we just have to have that knowledge and kind of have that ability to say like hey i'm worth more I, you know i shouldn't be charging 99 dollars for my for my knowledge like you know we try to get everybody to raise their prices we try to and explain why um you know it sounds really good to have your mats full but if you know no one's no one's making any money and the bill and the bills aren't getting paid and you're about to close like all those people are going to be on the street anyways so um you know i just i just feel that there's definitely there's definitely some problems in our industry as far as like owners knowledge um on how to run businesses so i just feel like you know the more we can get out there and kind of get in front of people and let them know that like man what you're doing is honorable but you should also be able to be paid accordingly to that yeah for sure you know, like yeah, it's MMA, MMA secrets, right? There's yep. a, MMA studio secrets. Sorry, MMA studio <laughs> secrets. MMA studio secrets. Yeah. And then you have an Academy Kings uh, sweatshirt on. Yeah, yeah. So, so MMA studio secrets is kind of like the overall group where we just kind of give a lot of free content, and um, it's just a Facebook group where, like I said, I'm I go in there, give a lot of free content, kind of just help people as much as I can in that group. And then we have like um, we have the Remote Academy, which is like our master class thing that we're helping a lot of people right now with the um, kind of with the COVID stuff and, right. and how to get set up online and, and those kind of things, how to sell uh, right. over the phone. And then the Academy Kings is kind of like that next level. Of, so we kind of look at it as like um, leads, sales, and then kind of scaling that business. And right. Academy Kings is kind of like, you know, working on those leads, working on those sales, but then also how do you scale your business and really start dialing in the business practices uh, because, like you know, like you said, a lot of instructors are on the mats eight hours a day, training different classes and stuff like that. And when you're doing that, and then you're also answering the phones and you're cleaning the toilets and you're doing everything that nobody knows that you're doing on the backside of the business, um, it's hard to grow your business. So if you can start to learn how to do some of these things and then start to push them off to other people so that your staff is doing that and then you're looking at more how can I grow this business, get more business, get more money coming in and, and start to really scale it out. And that's, that's kind of like the Academy Kings part of it. Running it like a business, right? Not a, yeah. not a fight club. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. We're all martial artists at heart. So like, you know, we, we, we definitely make silly business decisions sometimes. And a lot of it's, you know, it's based off of one, just not, not, you know, the knowledge of not knowing what to do. And then you right. just see like, Hey, like Joe over there is advertising $99 special. I guess I should too. Like, how am I going to beat that? Mm -hmm. um, so it's like not knowing those, those just little nuances of, of charging the right amount. And Joe's probably doing that because he's not making enough money. So I don't want to do that and be in that same spot. Uh, you know, so, so a lot of those kind of just little things that we just make mistakes early and, you know, we made the same mistakes. We opened up gyms and we would say like, you know, grandfather in at $99. And then later we're like, Oh man, like we don't have enough money. What's going on. So it's like, you know, you just got to find those value points and those value points aren't based on 
what others are doing or how much money's in the community or in that. It's like, it's based on what you need to survive as a business. And then you have to figure those, those things out. So that's just a lot of the stuff that we kind of help people figure out. And, and like I said, I'll, I, I like to push people's limits. Um, you know, Samir came in back in, in September and he was selling like, you know, $199 product. And I was like, dude, you got to bump that up to like four ninety nine. He's like, no, nobody will buy that. Nobody will pay that. So then like a month later, he's at two ninety nine, and then he's like four ninety nine five. He's like, oh man, you should have told me. I was like, man, I did tell you. And he's like, you did. I, I messed up. I should have listened to you. <laughs> but you know, you, you see these price points and, and people will buy, they're just buying thresholds and people will buy at one ninety nine. You know, especially in, in person, you know, they're going to buy one ninety nine, or they're going to spend four ninety nine or five ninety nine. Above that, you can start to you have to do a couple different things, but but those buying thresholds, the the sale is the same, and people's uh, ability to pay and, and jump in that is going to be the same. Um, online now, we've kind of found that the 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 sweet spot is like anywhere from ninety nine to like two ninety nine is the point where people start to fall off and your sales decline, but. One, you know, 99 to 299, it's the same sale. It's just, you have to have the confidence in the product and you have to believe in, in yourself that you can sell it for that. Yeah, I'm so like, uh, I got my staff kind of working on and doing some of these things, but uh, yeah, my intent right now is just to kind of just help the community, you know? And then yep. it'll come like our, our, you know, our, our community has been like super supportive, like considering like the situation, you know, like some people are like, they they obviously they they lost all their income like yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna expect them to you know no. like uh, hey man don't like blackball them again don't don't worry you know please trust me just take care you know take care of yourself yeah. and still try to support uh like this the, the, everybody that you know all the all of our community you know our members and you know if they can or cannot pay at this point just because it's such a crazy situation yeah know? no you got to do what you can do and, and help help as many people as you can um you know my thing was like uh, I just saw a lot of people kind of like, and you know, like I, it, it, it's a two way street. Like I, I get it, man. I, but like, um, I saw a lot of people posting like the, Hey, if you don't, if you don't keep your membership going, our gym's not going to be here. Right. But then those same people weren't like doing zoom classes. They weren't like doing, you know, they weren't doing anything extra to like get people to want to do that. And there was, you know, I saw like people setting up GoFundMe pages and, all of these things. And I was just like, man, like, just go out and work. Like, you know, like do the extra effort and people will say like, man, I, you know, I, I know that it's hard right now. Um, I don't want to have to pay my, my gym membership, but you know what? I see these guys busting their ass. They're doing everything they can to like survive as a business to help us keep hitting our goals, whether it's, you know, weight loss, fitness, uh, martial arts, any of that stuff. And it's like, they're going to see that. They're going to see that work ethic from you. And then they're going to, they're going to say, you know what? Like, Hey, keep my billing going, man. It's cool. Um, if you're if sitting able, on the side, if they're able to, right. If they're able to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're able to, you know, if you're not, it's totally understandable. And even the people that, that came to us and said, Hey, like, um, you know, I can't keep paying whatever. Like we keep them in the groups. They still get the yeah. videos. Like, you know, we're, we're not, we're not kicking them out of the stuff or anything like that because, you know, you got to look at it. Like, how would you want it to be for you? Yeah. Again, it goes back to the honor thing. And I think that's the difference between us and like a 24 hour fitness, right? Yeah. Is that, that it's that respect. Right. And so yeah. they, you know, we, we give to them and they give to, you know, it's like, it's reciprocal. So that's, I mean, I think that's, what's kind of keeping us, keeping us around and we're able to still support our staff and keep everybody together, you know, yeah. hopefully this thing, 
is not as long as you're, you're saying, you know, like, I don't know. Months, man. And I know like our California governor is trying to, uh, I think he wants to run for president. So he wants to kind of be, you know, make sure he does everything like super strictly, you know, um, yeah, but yeah. I want to do what's right. Of course, you know, with keep everybody safe. And, um, but it's just kind of a crazy situation. You know, like my dad, I, he's in a, he's on a home, you know, he's in assisted living home. And my sister called me, uh, not last night, the night before saying that he has COVID-19. Oh my gosh. And so like, man, it's like, it's just such a crazy situation. He's in jail pretty much. Yeah. We had to go visit him like through like a glass window. Like, uh. like we couldn't see him. It was like, we had to talk on his phone to for him to hear us, our voices. And my kid, our, our kids had to like put the cards on the on the glass window. It was like straight up, you know, <laughs> he's in prison it's, and it's so sad because his health isn't too good. But like, man, I don't know what to, they, they now they moved him because he was like a Green Beret in Vietnam. So they moved him to like the veterans hospital, you know, um, but like he's like totally out of his element now. It isn't, you know, you have nurses and people that, you know, and at least the home. But now it's just like, it's like, I don't even know what to do, man. I, I can't let him if he's like, he's, he's super tough. Like I know in spirit and in physical, I, I don't think he's going to, he's going to kick it. You know, he's not going to go out like that, but, but man, if he's like, if he's holding on and I hear something like, I'm going to, I don't know. I, that's, that's simple. I'm not going to let my, my dad die by himself. Yeah. You know? There's no way. I'll quarantine. I'll, I'll go and quarantine with them, you know, for a month, whatever I to, we have to do, you know, but that's yeah. just ridiculous in a lot of these situations that we're in, like all over the country, you know, it's like, like a lot of this fear, you know, this fear. And it's just, I don't know, man. I can't live like that, you know. Yeah, it it is brutal, and I mean, man, I really feel sorry. You know that that whole situation is just terrible. Um, sorry, so so sorry to hear that. Yeah, I mean, it, I I believe that it's everything's gonna be okay, you yeah. know. But it sucks that he has to go through it, you know. Like yeah, especially alone like about, that. Yeah, talk about disrespect, <laughs> you know. Like, man, like it's I don't know, I don't know. I guess we're just not prepared, right, for situations like this. No, but that's why we're gonna have probably have a lot of different changes happening after this after yeah. this situation yeah with everything going on with the news like you know all this sensationalism like one person says one thing another person says the exact opposite thing and you're yep. like okay, what, what's right what's wrong you know and it, a lot of it's like to just create fear too right in us yeah well i think yeah and you know everybody's got their political spin right. like you said Genders. uh your your governor wants to be president i think maryland you know hogan over here is the same thing he's looking at some president stuff so he's trying to be the superstar and um and man I, you know i'm a i'm a conspiracy conspiracy theorist and like I, I guarantee these governors are making some kind of money off some of this the longer they can shut it down you know some extra funding coming in or something um so I don't know, <laughs> man. It's crazy, man. And the the triple P, like the the care pack, uh, you know, grants or yep. whatever, uh, whatever the funding, the fact like how Wells Fargo just like all these big banks just like yep. you know took care of their buddies, and then like all the small businesses were left out in the cold. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah, the, unbelievable. You would think that they would learn, but they don't. And because I guess there's there's never any repercussion, so it's kind of like yeah, I'll still grease your palm like you just grease mine. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing that nothing they're too big to fail in a way, right? So it's like Yeah, absolutely. What what's the what's the solution? Just go to the smaller banks, right? Go to the go to our <laughs> local credit unions. I think that's gonna that's gonna be a big change. Like I know how I feel. Yeah. You know, I just feel like these guys have been banking with Wells Fargo for probably over twenty years. And I'm like, man, like screw these guys, you know? Yeah, they don't they don't they're yeah. not looking out for us, that's for sure. Oh man, it's crazy, you know. So like 
you know, and like the local going, you know, shopping local and sustainable thing. It's really going to change a lot of things, you know, even like our, our stuff, our imports and things from China. It's going to be interesting to see how the things change after this, you know? Yeah, I definitely think some, some businesses will be moving out of there and, you know, cause you can just see with the supply chain problems and things like that and, and the tariffs and yeah, there's, there's definitely going to be major impacts from this. Like everybody, everybody's going to be affected a hundred percent of the people, you know, maybe you're not directly affected by you indirectly. You're going to be affected by it. Like yep. not by 95% of is, is direct is probably they're directly affected by it. And the rest, but the rest of the five, you know, indirectly, you know, everybody's affected by this whole thing, you know, absolutely crazy, like crazy time, you know? And I think like in a couple months, who knows, you know, we don't know. Right. But yeah. in a couple of months, I think really that's going to, we're going to really see where things stand, you know, just so many people losing their jobs, like losing their income. Okay. Like how do we, how do we fix this? How do we get back to work? Because it's crazy, right? Like we had to shut our doors. Right. I mean, I, I shut my doors before once I knew it was like the right thing to do. That's what I did, you know, like before it was mandated, you know, because yeah. you know, it was the right thing to do once I did my research and, and uh, I did a podcast with a you know a doctor that was he's a advisor for the uh, pandemic uh, uh, show on Netflix. Oh, he, he wrote like a really good article for Vice, and so we were talking, and he told me a lot of it. He's like, "Yeah, there's no way, there's no way you can you know, be safe with jujitsu, right? There's no way, like huh. you're breathing on each other." And yeah, you know, I, I wanted him to, I wanted him to give me something, you know, that I could hold on to, but there was just nothing, and there's just no way. He's like, "No, yeah. man, no, no good." Yeah, so you know, is what it was, what it was, and 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 you know, they have to do what we have to do to keep you know, it's self defense of keeping us keeping our students safe, right? Absolutely. Um, I thought like a big part of it was like to flatten the curve, right? And I feel like I don't, I don't know, man, I don't, I don't even know the situation, right? Who knows what, <laughs> what is what, you know, at this point? But I feel like we've done a good job of flattening that curve, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I talked to in that field. Yep. So, so yeah, like, they were worried about that, that peak where you're going to get the mad brush right. and then there's no ventilators and there's right. no beds and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. I think we've definitely kind of got that to where we're pretty, pretty secure on that. I believe. Yeah. Like that now they have the ventilators and they're saying the ventilators, if you put them, they, they don't work. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and then, uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, like, you know, how about the whole, do you get the whole in herd immunity? Uh, yeah. right uh, opinion you know but like really like smart people right it's like okay and then you get all to the you know you talk about the conspiracy theories with, with Bill gates and you know get wanted to put nanotechnology into everybody so they can track everybody you know it's like yeah, it's too much i mean we don't know we don't know right i mean you can't debate that you can't even like, that's like no yeah oh, we've got no, no knowledge of it right you know but uh, but uh, I can't picture Bill Gates like just the way he, like the way he is, you know, like having that big you know doing. You can't see him know, like petting the cat like the yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Austin Powers. Equal, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's still like I mean uh, that the, the herd immunity just like it makes sense, right? Yeah. So I'm gonna talk to my friend in Sweden. You know, he has a jiu-jitsu gym out there, so I'm curious to see what he says, how they're doing things there, because he is still open. You know. Oh really? Yeah. So I'm curious to see how he's doing things there. And then, uh, and then you want to do the right things, right, for your students, right? That's the thing. Uh, and, and then again, not be, like not be a, a blind sheep, do everything legal, you know, and all yeah. that. But like, don't be a blind sheep too, right? And yeah. and and, and yeah, because enough is enough. I mean, it's crazy, man. It's like some of these, like some of these situations, like everybody's so scared. And then, you know, California has been really cool, but I know some other places too, like people like snitching, snitching on other people, and you know. Yeah, we had people around around here. You know, it was like five thousand dollar fine. 
Yeah. Um, it was, you know, a year in jail and then, you know, they're, they're arresting people and um, business owners, like even just going in for um, like, I don't know if it was martial arts or not, but they, they said they had given out warnings for people teaching live classes like zoom, zoom classes, right. right. In their facilities. Right. So, yeah. They didn't even want you in the facility. Yeah. I mean, it's, I know like we're, we're allowed to do all that, you know, so that's, that's, but if we do, if we weren't like we would do it out of our houses, but it's, you know, it gives us some kind of normalcy, right. To be able to yeah. come into our place of work and we're paying rent. Like yeah. why wouldn't we be allowed to, to come into our place of business, right? Yeah, you would think. <laughs> Man, like it's like a movie. That's, that's too. Like, that's too much like common sense. Like that, of course that doesn't work. <laughs> oh man, it's just crazy. Right? Like yeah, like, you have to stay home no matter what. But if you need to go out, go ahead. You know, like and it's like everything. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's kind of my not. thing. It's like yeah, all these things are so bad. But then we'll have like lines at Lowe's, lines at Home right, Depot, right? Costco, lines at yeah. Walmart. Yeah. And it's like, come on, everybody's just out there doing whatever, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. A part of me is like, man, the herd immunity, you know, and, and I don't know, man, nothing's guaranteed. Right. Every day, nah. is a, every day is a blessing, right. That we're alive. Absolutely. We're talking, you know, about these things, you know, but nothing's guaranteed. I mean, we're spinning on the, we're, we're flying through the universe, you know, so fast on a spinning rock. Right. <laughs> that's it. And like, I mean, the fact that we're alive and we're talking like this, like yeah, that's it's amazing. Blessing, right. Yeah. So nothing, nothing's guaranteed and th things like this kind of put things in perspective, you know, even That's us being sure. able to train jujitsu, right. With our friends and live that healthy jujitsu lifestyle. Right. Yeah. Like uh, nothing's, nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's no. Guaranteed. Yeah. You know, and I, luckily like, you know, I got three daughters and oh, wow. uh, you know, I'm, I'm a busy dude in general. How um, and I'm also like a work kind of dude in general. Yeah. So um, a lot of times I, I, I catch myself where I'm not focusing on the kids as much as I right. should. Yeah. Um, so it's been nice actually to, to be able to go on some bike rides in the afternoons and, mm -hmm. um, you know, set up the campfire out back and stuff like that. Right. So the good things, you know, getting some cool things out of this as well, well I guess. lining, right? How yeah. old are your daughters? Uh, five, seven and nine. Oh, wow. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. yeah. I have a 12 year old boy and then he's almost 13 actually. And twin girls, 11 years old. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. I've been, I've been working too hard though. I've been working too hard. I feel like I gotta like, you know, just cause the school's so big, I want to make sure I can do everything I can do to set us up to, yep. to do good, you know, and to grow and to thrive, you know, no matter what I believe, yeah. in, I believe in jujitsu. I believe in martial arts, what it can do for people. And I want to give my heart and soul to, to make that happen, you know, in, in our community to, to benefit. So I really thank you for what you do because you're definitely helping all of us out in the community and uh, everybody's kind of, and together, I think we're, we're definitely stronger together and yeah uh, and uh yeah thank thanks for for hanging out and, and talking um do you have any recommendations for a business owner a school owner a martial artist uh to to get through this situation um uh, you know uh martial artists you know you just gotta get, stick with your uh stick with your team you know try to try to jump on the calls with them and and get in the classes yeah. and if nothing else just hang out and, and say hello to everybody you know yeah. Um, you know, we're all like, you know, we say we're all family all the time. So it's, you know, go ahead, take, you know, I try to do like an hour in the morning. Um, I do kind of like a little reading and then I, um, I just take like an hour and I, I try to message a few people. Yeah. Um, and you know, I either message on Facebook or, or, you know, call, you know, text message. I just try to reach out to a few people every day, just say hello, see how they're doing. Um, cause you know, you never know what, what struggles people are having. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of that 
that that personal mindset kind of stuff and then business wise man i'm just like you got you got to fight for your business like um this is you know i think there'll be a lot of people that you know we talked about it already where you know people have grinded five years six years and they're not making much money and they're they're you know doing all this work there's going to be a lot of people that use this as like an escape um so it's like hey i closed my doors you know i couldn't make it whatever and they're going to kind of throw in the towel and you know you can't blame them uh, again you know you don't know what their their situation is so i'm not going to you know blame them for that but you know i think this is yeah i say i say like this is a way to um build a legacy like pressure and like all of the things that are happening right now like you have two options and i say this all the time like you have two options you're either going to get crushed and you're going to be like dust and you're done or you're going to come out stronger like a diamond is. Um, so you just, you, you have to take these opportunities. Um, and this is an opportunity. This is a, a new revenue source for people. Uh, but you got to take these opportunities and run with them. Uh, they're not going to last forever. Things are going to go back to normal, I guess, at some point. Uh, and if they do, cool. And if they don't, like, you got to adapt and you got to keep moving forward. You just say, like, you know, I call it sink or swim. You got to either keep, keep swimming or you're going to end up drowning. That's it. Well said. Well, thank you, Lance. Thank cool. you. Yeah, really, really great to talk to you. And uh, and I got I to gotta show you some tackle things one of these days. That'd be great, the, man. I appreciate the, the, it. The club bells, like the, they look like bats, you know? Yeah. And bodyweight, like really high, super, super technical, like bodyweight movements. And it just it goes so well with jujitsu. And like a situation like this is actually like the perfect thing to, to have, you know, for the students. Like I love so it, man. Well. Definitely. <laughs> um, sweet, man. I appreciate you having me on as well. And, uh, um, you know, like I said, I'm always here to help anybody. So, um, Lance Trippett, I think on Instagram. So, uh, great. reach yeah. out anytime. Happy. MMA Studio Secrets Group. Great. Awesome. Cool. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lance. Thank you.